covering the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Ah, ah, I, I just don't have words for this one. Not, not a fun one to talk about tonight. So if you're staying up late with us, I just want to start by saying thanks for hanging. Uh, we're going to try to put a smile on your face. We're going to be real. Along with Jeff Cirillo, I'm Dominic Catronio. If you're listening to this in podcast form, I thank you as well. That after a 7-1 loss, you still want to sit here and try to, you know, Learn what's going on. Figure out what's happening. Brewers fall 7-1 to tonight. They're stymied by a lefty again. And a lefty that maybe even could have pitched deeper if he didn't get injured. We're awaiting word from the Rockies. Kyle Freeland was great. He only threw 61 pitches, but he had to be pulled after five because it looked like he was feeling his neck or his upper back. Something going on there with him. It didn't matter because the Brewers were trailing from the fourth inning on. They fall 7-1. to Jeff, I, I think we talked a lot about this yesterday because yesterday was a more tightly contested game and it fell apart late. This one was never really tight after the three-run double. This is just just feels like there's a lack of energy. And I was talking to Vinny Rotino here in the studio, the, the fact that this team just needs a blowout win right now. They're really missing just a good vibes, cruise control type win right now, and they would really love to have one of those tomorrow. Yeah, it really looks like they're uh, sputtering right now. They're just wheels are in the mud. Sometimes a four-run lead looks almost insurmountable. Uh, just watching it on TV the way I was, and and you could see that just some of the bats are having. It just looks like they're late on the fastballs and out in front with on the changeups. And and like you said, it seems like uh, the league knows that, that the Brewers are struggling right now against left-handed pitching. So they're gonna they're gonna see more lefties coming through coming through as the season moves along. So they're gonna have to fi- fix that. What is your concern level right now with that? I mean, it's one of those things. A lot of teams struggle with lefties, right? This isn't an isolated thing for the Brewers, but obviously, you're listening. If you're listening, you're a Brewers fan. You only see them struggle against lefties. You don't see other teams struggling against lefties. But where do you put like on a one to ten? Is this something that even makes your radar of concern? No, it's one of those ones. I mean, when you construct your when you construct your roster. And you have so many platoons, especially that's just the way it goes in the major leagues today. Obviously, you'd like to have a guy that can just hit average against both left and right. But the way the game is moving, you know, those lefties, you just have to trust the back, back of their baseball cards and guys like Boat and Brasso will get going. And obviously, Adamas going through a little bit of a slump here tonight with another four non kind of descriptive bats. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's, it's big when, you know, the three, four, five guys aren't getting it done. I mean, and Telez is the guy that's getting it done and he's left handed. Yeah, it's wild, right? And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because the fact is, you know, my Twitter mentions are a dumpster fire right now, and I like positivity, and I don't like seeing all this negativity on there. But the point is, you know, everyone's like, oh, look at this lineup. Look how bad it is. I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. Time out. The guys that are not performing are also the guys that are meant to stay here, meant to be in the lineup every single day. That It's a top-to-bottom issue right now. It's not just an isolated few guys. We've talked about Willie slumped. William came back down to earth a little bit today. Uh, Brasso struggled in the cleanup spot. I don't think Mike Brasso is expecting to be the cleanup hitter against lefties, but this also reminds you of the fact that there is a, a little bit of a lack of perform- performance so far in other aspects of this team, and it just kind of all adds up and. Another thing we we can't forget about is the injuries. And and Luis Urias 
does play well against lefties. Uh, you would figure Garrett Mitchell probably wouldn't play against lefties, but having his availability, his dynamic bat, at least this last week, would have been nice. I, I think the Brewers, this is the first week of the season that I can really say injuries are starting to pile, not just on the pitching side, but on the offensive side now as well. Well, I just it's one of those ones. I mean, we've, we've done a lot of these these post-game shows now. I mean, uh, when they were in Seattle and, and Arizona and San Diego, I mean, they could do no wrong, right? The bullpen was airtight. You know, now there's been a little bit, a few leaks down there, especially with Bush not being able to pitch. And, and you have have had some injuries in the starting rotation. And, and now Lauer's last couple starts has been great. You know, and, and by, quite frankly, you know, his first three innings, you know, he was pretty dominant. It looked like it was going to be a really tight, tight game, a one-run, one-run type game. But just unfortunately, when things go bad, it seems like everything is going bad. And that's how you run into four-game losing streaks. And you brought up the the fourth inning. I mean, it all began with a strikeout to Jerickson Profar, then a two-strike error against Mike Brasso during Chris Bryant's at-bat, then the Crone double put second and third. Diaz with two strikes pokes the single to score the first run of the game. And then the four-pitch walk to Gritchuk, I think, really threw him off his axis. And then he fell behind 3-0 to McMahon, battled back to strike him out. I thought that was going to be a game-changing moment. But nonetheless, Trejo then followed that up with the three-run double. And then the Rockies never looked back from there. We're going to talk a little bit more about Lauer and just the offense in general coming up. Uh, want to get to a couple of texts in the next segment as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855 855- 616-1620. Tonight's show is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value. Only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're going to slice and dice a little more coming up on Brewers Extra Innings. Not a fun one tonight, 7-1, to one, if you're sticking around with us this evening. Thanks for being here. I'm Dominic Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us as well. A couple of texts that have rolled in. This one from Doug. It's getting a little repetitive right now. One bad inning for Lauer again, but it's not all his fault this time. An error by Brasso. It happens. Why not Brian Anderson at third? Is he hurt as well? And no need to talk about another nothing against the lefty. Need a win tomorrow. Yeah, I agree there, Doug. Uh, Brian Anderson, I think, just got a day off. He's another guy that had been scuffling at the plate for the last three, four games as well. Console trying to give him the reset button. And, you know, if you're going to point out the Bronso error, you've got to also point out that epic diving stop he made as well. So it's duality of playing sports, right? You will make mistakes, and good teams, you know, sometimes are able to overcome those mistakes. In tonight's case, the Brewers were not able to overcome the mistake. But Eric Lauer, I mean, we... We touched on that fourth inning. Honestly, though, you take out that fourth inning, I thought it was exactly the kind of start that Lauer needed to trust in his stuff. I thought the cutter was phenomenal tonight, and you saw the building blocks of why he believes he can persevere through this right now. Yeah, I I think you're exactly right, Dom. I mean, his cutter was great, and his fastball just looked like it was hitting a speed bump just going through the zone. And although the Reigns was 92-93, it definitely was playing up, and it was attacking the hitters. And, I mean, even to start the fourth inning, you know, Profar's at bat. I mean, he was overmatched at the plate in that at bat. And, look, I mean, I mean, it, they really didn't show too many replays of the ball that Brian hit the third. But that was a tricky – it was a bad little little hop that hit the top spin hop. And, and I remember even texting Vinny about it and saying, man, that, that, was, a, that was a tougher hop than you think. So, but, but when you're losing, you know, those things get magnified. And, unfortunately, that error um, – 
cost them basically four runs. But you know, that's when 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 you're doing when you're going well. You know, Lauer picks the other guy up, and and then Brasso picked him up, picked up the other pitcher later in the game. But as it was, you know, I mean, it definitely looked like he lost some focus as you know, Crone hits the cutter, that's a little middle in down the line, and then you know he goes 3-0 on the next two hitters. So I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just a little bit of a funk, and hopefully they'll get out tomorrow. And take me into that hop there that you saw from Brazo. You obviously have plenty of experience at third base, not just in the show, but at that field as well. What, what did that hop do to Mike, and, and why did it become an error in that situation? Well, you always you always teach from the ground up, right? You know, the, the ground ball never can get under the glove. And just that, that second hop that hit the dirt, it had a little side hop to it. You know, you rarely see a ball like that that has that kind of a long hop hit a guy in the chest as that one did. And so it was an unfortunate situation. And usually when you're winning those games, they kind of go unnoticed and unchecked. But as tonight that goes, you know, it's hard to give major league teams four four outs in an inning, especially when you're losing those seems things seem to come back and backfire on you. Yeah. You, you look at a third baseman fielding what looked like was going to be a routine ball and the way he stepped forward you're you're under the ball like you were describing there and you, yeah now that i think about it yeah that ball never hits you in the chest so brasso got caught by surprise by that bad hops happen that's life but the brewers could not get out of the inning otherwise uh, this was a tweet that came into me as well doesn't it feel like all these at bats and i keep finding myself saying this is from andrew wow we're having some terrible luck these two games uh i can pull up the expected batting averages here tomorrow but looking at I mean, there was some loud contact tonight. Randall Gritchuk made another couple good plays in center field. Ezekiel Tovar keeps making plays at short. Now, that's not an excuse, but at the same time, it feels like when it rains, it pours right now for the Brewers' offense that the hardest hit balls they hit tonight were the ones that didn't get rewarded. And then Owen Miller had a couple stoinks, and then there was a, a blue pit as well in there for, for uh, 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 I think it was for Rowdy. So it's just like, man, what, what do we got to do, man? <laughs> Sometimes it's heavy. I remember my AAA manager used to say, because I was in a, in a funk where, not even a funk, right? It's just I was hitting balls, just atom balls, right? Line drives to all over the field, but they were just being caught. And uh, AAA manager, uh, Chris Bando, Sal Bando's brother, said, you know, Jeff, he goes, just remember this. He goes, guys that hit the most line drives get the most line drives caught. And unfortunately, that, that's been the, uh, the, the earmark for the last two games is just, their balls were leaving the ballpark, and our launch angles aren't as high. The funny thing is, too, it looks like some of the balls, and, and I was texting with Vinny Alvey on this one, too, is it looks like some of the balls, when they hit it, they're hitting it square. And I don't know if the humidor has anything to do with it, whatever. I'm not conspiracy there. But they're knuckling out there, right? Even the balls are just kind of nosing over. Last night, Telez's ball, you know, looks like it's a home run, and it just kind of knuckles into the fence. And usually when you're playing at altitude like that, those balls still have carry, and they hit the wall, or they go through the wall, or they go over the wall. Yeah, and... It also kind of popped up there in the end of the game, too. You saw guys struggling with grip, both sides struggling with grip and trying to find a way to snap some curves and snap the pitches they're looking for. And you saw everybody sailing pitches high. Milner wasn't the same. Cousins was struggling, tugging on the fastball. So there there was, you know, maybe a bad batch. The humidor is an adjustment for everybody, but it, it happens. Now, uh, this is a stat from Kurt Hogue uh, t- tracking the last few games. The Brewers are just two for their last 37 with a, at least a runner on base. And that's not just a runner in scoring position. That's just a runner on base, period. Two for their last 37. It feels like, like we talked about in the first segment, the guy that gets that first hit, 
The guy that gets the job done is going to open the floodgates for the rest of this series and maybe the rest of the road trip. Yeah, it's just one of those ones. I mean, even, you know, you look at like Freeland tonight, right? He had an ADRA. Uh, last night's starter didn't have a, a great ERA. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things. And, and I remember when we were doing these games against the Tigers, like you're looking at these guys, Boyd, and, and some of the other pitchers that they had going. Uh, Turnbull, I think, was one of them. And it's not like their ERAs were great. But then they'll turn, turn around and then have a great series against some of the better pitching from the Angels or, or the other teams. So, I mean, baseball is a strange game, and it doesn't really sometimes matter. I remember saying this before. It's like, you know, someone would ask me, he's like, hey, Jeff, you know, who's the toughest pitcher? And, and quite frankly, the on, the answer was, you know, you know, they're all great, and they all kind of stink. It's just a matter of how I'm swinging the bat. And right now the Brewers aren't swinging the bat great, and so some of the lesser pitching might might be getting them out. You know, but you still got to tip your hat to free, and he's still a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, and he could have gone deeper if he did not get injured there in that fifth inning. As well, uh, in a seven-one game, there's so many. You know, there's not really that many ways we can slice it up. But do you have a difference-making moment in this contest tonight? No, I just I think it was the one where where, where Lauer was just pitching so well, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna put it on any of the the Brewers players, and that's not really fair to Brasa because that ball did a took a bad up. I'm gonna t- put put this one on the 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 uh, grounds crew for the Colorado Rockies tonight <laughs> with not dragging the the dirt in a creating that big inning when, when it, a seamless crumb ball that hit off Rosso's chest. Yeah, okay, Let's. it's all in the dirt. It's all in the dirt. <laughs> Let's scrape it up. Let's move it on. Throw it out the trash, and it'll be A-OK. Uh, for me, it was when Yelich got robbed on Randall Grichuk sliding, making that great play in the sixth inning. Because, I mean, you think about it, you start forming a rally, a run scores there, and you start getting some confidence. And, you know, it was just that was the moment where it's, all right, it's one of those nights again. You know, with Tovar making the great plays yesterday, that's how I felt about that one. That's your difference-making moment of the game, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Annex Wealth. Dot com. Uh, Jeff, as we say goodnight on a, an abbreviated Brewers Weekly for uh, Brewers Extra Innings for you, uh, let's look ahead at tomorrow. Let's let's put a smile on our face here real quick. What do the Brewers need to do, and what do you expect them to do tomorrow? Connor Siebold making a spot start for them to get back on track and back in the win column. Well, you got Wade Miley, who's actually been the, uh, the street stopper, right? He's the guy that, that stopped the game, I think, when... Well, I, I can't remember that's fair to say. But Wade Miley's been a great pitcher. He's been a great addition. You know, he's going to work fast. He's going to put the ball in play. And, and just one of those ones, I think that the Brewers will they, – they've always found a way, you know, even in the Tiger series where everything looked like, the, gosh, they might get swept by the Tigers. And they were they came out and played the way they're supposed to play. So I, th- I still think that there's hope for tomorrow. I think that they'll pull out the win. I love it. That's uh, Jeff Cirillo joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. No live show tomorrow, uh, but we got more shows coming up over the weekend, some late-night stuff with the Giants. Jeff Cirillo, always appreciate you joining us here on the program, and uh, hopefully when we're not doing a program tomorrow, that's when the Brewers are obviously going to get back on track with the W. Oh, I'll be watching the game. <laughs> All good. Awesome. Jeff Cirillo with us here on the program. More to come here on Brewers Extra Innings. Another text here for staying up late with us, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 from Josh. You wouldn't think the Rockies were 10 games under coming into tonight. Lauer having a rough go, but hey, at least Tyrone's defense has been a bright spot. And uh, earlier today on Brewers Warm-Up with Greg Matzik, uh, I had to sit down a caller uh, about 
the fact that somebody was trying to argue with me that Craig Council is not the best manager uh, in Brewers franchise history, uh, which I just I, I can't fathom that argument from anybody else. I, I, I don't get that argument. But anyway, we're, we're sticking to the positivity here, right? <laughs> As we continue on with a quick little show tonight here on Brewers Extra Innings. Again, no show tomorrow because it's a day game, but fear not. I've got Brewers Weekly tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Here Central Time. We will talk a little bit more about the week, talk a little bit more in-depth stuff, uh, and get some reaction from around the league, too. So looking forward to that show for you tomorrow night. Also available in podcast form in the Brewers All Access feed. And looking through my Twitter mentions, if you just want to go follow me at Dom underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O, and just go look through my tweets and the response to it. I Look, man, I'm not going to engage with everybody. I see what you're seeing. I see what you're writing. But I want to remind a few things here. Number one, look at the calendar. It's May 3rd. I understand sample sizes. I understand the sample size against lefties is growing. This is not a new issue, right? And I will continue to say the Brewers tried something different this year of different personnel, right? They've added Owen Miller. They've added Luke Voigt. And I know you want to say, oh, well, he's got reverse splits. Well, some of y'all who are complaining about Adding Luke Voigt and his reverse splits are also some of the people that are asking, why isn't Keston Hira up? Right? You can't have it both ways because Keston is a reverse splits guy, and now you're suddenly wanting him up, but you're complaining about Luke Voigt. So I, I, I get that, but I also don't. So let's be real for a second. Luke Voigt, in spring training, all of y'all were screaming, Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt, and he's off to a cold start. Again, look at the calendar. It's May 3rd. Let's let the sample size get a little bit bigger. I say, I said a couple days ago, 100 plate appearances is about the marker to say, like, yeah, you start to know what this guy is going to be like. This is when the numbers tend to start to stick, if you will. Uh, Voight, in his part-time playing role, is still not yet at 60 plate appearances. See what he can do moving forward now. It's not been an encouraging for 60 plate appearances, to say the least. I get the concern, but... You really start to get sticky, and you really start to trust the numbers you're seeing when you get 150-200. That's when I believe what I'm seeing, and that comes here by the end of May. By the end of May, the cycle of the schedule and the cycle of the months go like this, right? April, you can't win a division in April, but you can certainly lose it. And, man, I tell you what, the Cardinals are bordering that tightrope really closely right now. May, you try to hit your stride. You may hit a bump in May, but you try to find a way to find what makes your team tick. June, that's when you got to get going. June is when you prove it, right? The weather's finally warming up. No more you know, cold weather games where you're bundled up and having a tough time with offensive environments. The weather's warming up. You can start hitting the ball a little bit better. Pitchers are stretched out by that point. Everyone's sweating, a little easier to grip the ball. June's when you really figure out, okay, who's the real ones? Who are the pretenders? And then in July, what does your team need? What does your team need? Does it need a, a bat against a left-handed pitching, a proven bat against left-handed pitching? Does it need more middle relief? Does it need a setup man? That's what July is for. And then August begins the race. Okay? There is so much time. It is May 3rd, y'all. We cannot overreact to a small losing streak. Everybody is ice cold right now. They will not be always ice cold. That's the truth. It's 162 games for a reason. I am not going to overreact to a small losing streak and again losing to a team they are better than. If you're saying, Dom, how can you not be concerned? 
because I've seen them play better than this, and I know they can play better than this. They are learning how to adjust with what they have in front of them. I think the Garrett Mitchell injury is impacting them more than they realized it would. And I know tonight would have been a night that Garrett would not have been playing given he's left-handed against a left-handed starter. But I think there is something about the fact that maybe the two biggest clubhouse personalities, you know, Rowdy being one of them, though, as well, of Garrett Mitchell and Brandon Woodruff are injured right now. You know what I mean? Garrett's not with the team because of his surgery. Woodruff's been in and out and been around with the team for a while, but he's about to disappear again, too, to start his program. So... There is something to it that your two biggest positive clubhouse leaders, in a way, are both injured. And I wonder how that is coping for the team right now. I, this, that's just totally me talking, okay? That's something I wonder about. And I'm not saying it has to be taken upon somebody. I've seen the guys loose in the clubhouse. I see the ping pong. I see the conversations. I see the guys hanging out. I see the papa shot. Like, this team gets along. Don't get me wrong. But... You wonder the mental psyche of seeing Garrett Mitchell go down and seeing Brandon Woodruff go down. At least we finally got good news on Brandon Woodruff that he is expected back maybe by the end of June, which is great, great, great news. But the point is, there's just something a little off right now. And sometimes the way to fix that little bit off is just win some games and win some games big. And hopefully tomorrow behind Wade Miley, they get back on track going up against Connor Siebold. We're, again, we're an abbreviated show tonight. Not much to talk about in a 7-1 contest. I'm not going to pile on. I am not going to be that guy that overreacts, hits the panic button, screams into my microphone, telling you why everything stinks and the world is falling down. I am not that guy. If you want something else, if you want that, I'm just not going to be that guy. So I don't want to waste your time. And quite frankly, it's not going to come from me. So I'm trying to be real. I'll be critical when I need to be. But again, look at the calendar. It's May 3rd. Let it it breathe. Let it play out. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Uh, We're going to take a quick breather. We're going to talk a little bit about tomorrow's matchup and talk around the NL Central, which is in a weird funk right now. Council and highlights. Well, no highlights. Coming up a little bit later on the program as well. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Oh, baby, it's electric. It's a 7-1 loss tonight. I'm Dominic Catroni. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank. Get old. Let's talk who's hot and who's cold. Brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs. And that includes an emergency service line that is always live. Get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. That's S-E-I-D-E-R, Cider.com. Who's cold? I mean, it's just brewers with runners on base. We said them stat a moment ago. Just two for their last 37 with a runner on base as of late. In fact, get this, they haven't hit a home run since Friday when Willie hit number 99 of his career, and he's been stuck on that number ever since. So uh, just the offense as a whole, but especially with a runner on base. But fear not, who's hot? It's Wade Miley, and he gets the ball tomorrow. Wade Miley, I've said this over and over, he has been the best pitcher on the Brewers this year, and he's been one of the best pitchers in the National League. 29 innings, a 1.86 ERA. You know he's not going to strike out, guys. That is not his job. He's only allowed four walks, though. Only allowed two home runs as well. Batting average on balls and plays, 258, which is roughly 40 points better than MLB average. Opponents are only hitting 227 against him. That's a 
looks like uh, that's 24 points better than league average as well. And for a guy that missed most of last season with injury, it is so encouraging to see him perform well again back in Milwaukee. He has been the stopper, like Cirillo just said. He is somebody that the Brewers can look to. Like, oh, all right, we got Wade on the ball today. It's going to be a okay. Burns is going to start against the Giants as well. We'll see another start from Colin Ray, and then potentially on Sunday to finish up that series, it'll be Adrian Hauser making his 2023 season debut as the Brewers prepare to move into a six-man rotation. He'll be countered by Connor Siebold. So Siebold is making a spot start. It'll be his first start of the season due to the fact that Herman Marquez is going to need Tommy John surgery. Tough blow for the opening day starter for the Rockies and their best pitcher uh, trying to rebound. And he's only like four strikeouts away from the franchise record of uh, strikeouts for a career in a Rockies jersey. So hopefully he can come back healthy and ready to go and Surpass that record, not against the Brewers one day. Uh, I want to get to the phone lines, though. Jo- uh, James has been waiting patiently on the south side. James, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, I agree with you on, on sample size. I think that by the end of this month, by Memorial Day, we're going to see it. We're going to get a better uh, view of the, how the Brewers are sample size-wise. But the better one is well, after uh, All-Star break, what we're going to see, how the Brewers are. Are they on the rise or are they, uh, they going to be... On the do- on the downfall, that's that's usually a darker marker there, right there, uh, of giving us a better uh, idea and a better stand of where where the Brewers are for, rest for sure. of the season. Yeah, I I agree. I think the other thing to keep in mind, and you're right, James. Thanks for the call. That. We're still 61 games until the All-Star break. Think about that for a second. Tonight was game 30, okay? We're still 61 games until the All-Star break. That is so much baseball, and that's still just barely past the halfway point of the season, right? That would be 91 games into the year is when the All-Star break is. So that's only nine games past the halfway mark. Just a reminder of how much time there is left in the season. Another texture coming in here as well. You're right, it's May. Not the time to overreact. Let's allow it to play out and see what happens. Still a long season ahead. And I appreciate the compliment on the back end on that as well. So I'm glad we're all in agreement on this one for folks who are sticking with us here this evening. 7-1 losses to a bad team like the Rockies. And I, I shouldn't say bad team. I should say a team that the Brewers are better than. Uh, it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, it's only worth one. And... You flush it and you move on. All right, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council here shortly. Uh, we're with you till just past the bottom of the hour on Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall seven to one. A big fourth inning got out of hand quickly. Let's hear from the manager, Craig Council, talking about what went wrong in that frame and overall tonight. Yeah, I mean, we made an error. Um, I mean, it was just a standard inning where you just we gave too many outs. You give too many outs here and. Um, they put together some good at bats. Eric got a big strikeout to get the two outs, but you know it's that one extra out they got that uh, ended up being the big, big, um, you know, big blow. You feel like Mike's in a little offensive or a defensive funk right now. Um, yeah, he also made a great play. Tonight. Yeah. No, I mean I think there's been some. He's had a couple defensive issues so far this year. Yeah. What do you think of Lauer's start overall? Is it the best swing and miss stuff he's had this year? Yeah, I mean, I thought he pitched well. The the walks, too many walks, probably. Um, but you know, if if, he, if that that you know, you, you always say if the play is made. But it's you know, there's two outs in the fourth, and we're we're sitting in a pretty good spot. But um, you know, you got to get three outs every inning, and we, we weren't able to do it that inning. He had to work so hard to strike out. Man, was it? Yeah. 
And then, do you think that was a mistake pitch that the, the double on the double? I, I didn't see the pitch. I'm sure it was a pretty good pitch to hit. Um, and the guy did something with it. Did the cutter seem to have different movement on it tonight? Or I think th that's I, the environment here. Uh, for Eric? Yeah, for Eric. Um, I, I thought his cutter was at times pretty good. I thought he got it down and in on some hands. That was was pretty good. Got that's where he got the swing and miss um, to the right hander. So there, there was some there were some really good cutters here. I didn't, I'd have to watch the, the tape on the whole game, but I thought um, there were some spots where he threw some good ones. When you look at your options, Craig, offensively against lefties, what do you think is the answer to sort of turn some of this around and get just generate some offense? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's the guys that are playing. You know, it's it's the guys playing, and um, you know that's 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 who we got, and um, they've been successful, and we just we just got to do a little better job. Has there been a common theme? There's been a couple of games where you guys hit like as well, Pierce and Devers. Has there been a common theme that you've seen in these struggles in those games? I mean, we're just we're just not getting enough traffic and creating opportunities, and um, you know, no no long balls. Stand out to you, uh, I mean, Elvis did a nice job coming in and getting um, getting us out of that jam, and then um, delivering us another scoreless inning. We, you know, Tyrone's ball goes through. Um, you know, maybe maybe some changes there. It's still four nothing at that point, and um, but you know they uh, they added on a couple runs and did a nice job. Tyrone's throw again. I mean, it's another big spot. Just how nice is it having his arm? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, defense is what's kind of got us to where we're at right now, um, and so we've added another really good defender out there, and he's he's made a difference in the last two days with some nice plays. Couple of nice plays. Shout out to Tyrone. There is some positivity to talk about tonight, right? We'll take our last break and come right back with more. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I know I always come and go. Brewers fall seven one. Another text here from Mike, one of our loyal textures here on the program. As the Brewers are in your neck of the woods, Mike, uh, in Colorado, my daughter and I went to the game tonight. Besides Tyrone Taylor's fabulous throw from right field directly below where we sat in Terang's double, it was a dud. They looked sluggish and flat. Lots of disappointed Brewers fans left Coors Field tonight. And uh, wondering about Brasso coming off the bench. That error was the one that doomed them. He'll be there tomorrow, though, keeping fingers crossed for better effort and outcome. We talked a little bit about the Brasso error a little bit earlier I think I think Jeff Cirillo was right on the money talking about the funky bounce that it took. Watch that again. How often do you see a ball catch a third baseman in the chest on a ball that he's going forward on as well? I think that's a, a fair uh, assessment of that play in particular. But it did unravel quickly on the Brewers in all. And I did hear some rowdy chants tonight and yesterday. I, I really love the environment. You could definitely tell there's some Brewers fans hanging out there at Coors Field, which, by the way, if you ever get the chance, if anyone's just listening here in Milwaukee or in Wisconsin, for that matter, Coors, I think, is just one of the more underrated ballparks. It, it's I love Denver. I think Coors itself is just a, a solid ballpark, right? It, it reminds me a lot. Target Field reminds me a lot of Coors. Not so much in like the limestone of the downtown city field because you, you don't really see downtown. Yes, it's in the heart of downtown uh, for Denver, but just the openness and the very uh, welcoming atmosphere of the giant video board as well. Uh, I think they're very similar, and I really enjoy the vibe at both of those ballparks. And big fan of Coors Field uh, as a ballpark and moving forward with some uh, road trip ideas if you're thinking about that 
throughout the year. Uh, did you guys see what happened to the Cardinals tonight? Uh, if if we're going to be in pain, at least there's somebody else in pain with us. And uh, you know what? Sometimes it's a little more satisfactory to see it happen to the Cardinals. Tell you, fill you in what happened on that as we wrap up the program after this. It's a loss. I don't know how many ways I can slice it. All right. Thanks for sticking with us throughout the program this evening. I'm Dominic Catronio. Again, no live show after the game tomorrow, but we will have Brewers Weekly tomorrow night. That will be at 8 o'clock. You can catch it live here on WTMJ or in podcast feed after the fact as well on Brewers All Access. Uh, didn't know if you caught this, what happened to the Cardinals tonight. I tweeted, oh my God, with a A-W-D for God, uh, Cardinals bullpen. It, they blew it again. Uh, they lose 6-4 to four. To the Angels. But get this. Shohei Otani nearly got Tungsten Armo doiled in this one. He went five innings, five hits, four runs, one walk, 13 strikeouts. 13. And he hit in the game. By the way, as a hitter, Otani went three for five with a double and a run scored. Are you freaking kidding me? He had the most hits in the game for anyone in the starting lineup for either team. And he struck out 13 guys. Are you kidding me? But he was trailing when he exited the game as a starter. It was a 4-3 to three entering the ninth inning. Helsley got the hold. He actually came in in the seventh inning to relieve Jordan Hicks. Then uh, Gallegos had the ninth, and he blew the save, allowing home runs to a, a game-tying home run first to pinch hitter Jake Lamb at the bottom of the order. Then two batters later, Mike Trout gave them the lead with a solo homer. Then Otani followed it with a double, and then he scored on a Rendon single to make it a three-run top of the ninth. The St. Louis Cardinals are 11 games under 500. They are 10-21. and 21. Wow. I did not expect to say that sentence. And I know I just said, look at the calendar. It's May 3rd. But that. Is alarming. Can I they say a got can I say an Otani fact before you close out too? Hit me here, Tommy. What you got on Otani? Fact? Okay, uh, via Sarah Langs uh, at the Sarah best. Langs on Sports. Uh, Shohei Otani now has 13 games with 10 plus strikeouts since the start of last season. That is two more than any other pitcher in the MLB, and he also has 41 home runs since that time. <laughs> He's ridiculous. I I still would have voted for him for MVP last year. I don't care what you say. I still, if I had an MVP vote. I would have voted for Shohei Otani. It's the LeBron factor now. It's the Giannis factor, is it not? Yeah, similar. You get so used to it, you get numb to it. I refuse to go numb to it. But uh, I also am a little numb to the fact that the Cardinals continue to implode on themselves uh, so far on the young season. But hey, uh, we're a positive program here, right? We're all about positivity. And the Brewers are going to try to get back on track on Thursday with Wade Miley on the mound. Uh, Hope to... Hear you on the coverage as well. The first pitch is at 210. Coverage will begin uh, at 144 network pregame. Again, no uh, Brewers warm up tomorrow, but then we'll be back uh, over the weekend down in San Francisco, baby. So let's uh, have some more late nights coming up. Thank you to Tommy Wirtz and thank you to Jeff Cirillo. I'm Dominic Catronio. We'll holler at you tomorrow night for Brewers Weekly. Until then, keep on swinging.